0: Well, our sermon series this month is The Heart sayings of Jesus. And I want you all to know that I feel safe in this space. And I feel so incredibly loved in this space. And it is a joy to be with you and for my friend to witness the love that we have for one another in this space. And I know every preacher doesn't have that testimony, but I have that testimony. I got peoples. (laughs) I got a whole heap of peoples. And I'm so, so incredibly fortunate. Now, since we're talking about the hard sayings of Jesus, we're not gonna shy away from it this morning, friends. This text uh, that you've heard this morning is among texts that are considered hard text. But let me preface before I unpack this text, because I'm going to spend time unpacking the text for us this morning. When you look in the Bible, there's language in the Bible. And not all the language in the Bible should be taken literally. There's poetry in the Bible. There's allegory in the Bible. There's metaphor in the Bible. There are parables in the Bible. There's myths that are in the Bible, maxim symbolism that are in the Bible. And so you have to approach the text with this understanding in mind. That's how I want you to hear the scriptures for today. The sermon is entitled, I think, appropriately, Jesus, the God Beyond our expectations God beyond our expectations now take a take a moment and look at look at the text and one of the first things that I want us to notice in the text is when Jesus says I do not come I have not come do not think that I have come I don't want you to think that I have come that's one of the first things that you read in this text. And when he, when he says this, what Jesus is doing, now remember, this is among this, these teachings that Jesus is giving this large crowd of people who've gathered to hear him. And Jesus begins with speaking to their assumption. When Jesus says, do not think that I have come, Jesus is saying, look, I don't want you to make make these assumptions. There are some assumptions that I think that you might have that I don't want you to have. Remember, Jesus has already began to perform miracles. Jesus has already began to perform healings. Jesus has already uh, been feeding the people, and there's talk that is going on within this first century Palestinian context about this man named Jesus. Okay? And Jesus begins to address what he thinks are some assumptions that are showing up in the spaces where he is. And essentially what he's doing is he begins to look at their unexamined beliefs, and that's what assumptions are. Assumptions are unexamined belief, and every one of us have made some assumptions about life. Most of us, most of us see the world and the folks in the world not as the of who we are as people we bring our whole selves to it we see the world we make assumptions about the world we make assumptions about people through our lens and our lens are not clean our lenses are clouded with our experiences of life they're clouded with our presumptions about life. Our lens are clouded with our, our own prejudices about life. Well, so when we make assumptions, those assumptions are based upon all of these things. They're also based upon our fears. He say, no, 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 look, I, I didn't come for this. <laughs> Our assumptions are also based upon the pains, because all of us have had pains in life. Same as the folks that were with Jesus. They had experienced some pains in life. They, they, They came with their desires about life. So all of these things cloud our perspective. They cloud our expectations about life. And Jesus is addressing the ways in which our lens are colored by all of those things. By all of those things, the world, the way we see the world, and even the way that we see ourselves. And so essentially what Jesus is saying is, do not think, What translated if you can for just a few minutes in your mind, as Jesus saying, look, I need you to get free. And I'm, I'm here to help you. I need you to be free of all of these assumptions. I need you to be free of these ways that you thought about life and your expectations for yourself and also your expe- expectations of me because they had a whole lot of expectations about Jesus. I mean, they've been told for years that a Messiah was coming for centuries, that a Messiah was coming and this Messiah was going to bring an army with him and this, this Messiah was going to command even the angels. And this Messiah was not only going to bring an army and command also the angels, but this Messiah was going to be in battle with the Roman Empire and was going to set them free. Do you say, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Right, LV. That's a lot. You know, and each one of us have people who are in our lives who put a lot of assumptions on us. You know, they have a lot of assumptions about us, and they're they're often, their assumptions, okay, are based upon what they think of life and how they think we ought to be. You know, I can say this as a parent. Mm -hmm. Many parents live vicariously through their children. I did, (laughs) until they set me free. Now, Mom, I'm not gonna be an attorney. I'm not gonna do a PhD. My daughter categorically told me, no, that's for you. That was for you. That's not for me. So we all have people in our lives who have assumptions about us and could lay those on us. And Jesus, thank God for this. Do not think that I have come. Shift that into your world. Imagine yourself saying to the people that love you, hold up, wait a minute, let me set you free. <laughs> let me fix it for you right here, because you're thinking this way about me, and, 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 and look here, Lucille, it's this way, when we grow up and we become real good and grown joy, and especially if you move away from home and you move away from the people that were your people when you were growing up, when you do that, you have to go back and let them know, no, nah, I'm, I'm good and grown now. Let me set you free. Let me help you release these things. Okay? So this is, this is a, yeah, I want you to understand who I am. Now you have all these assumptions about me, to our viewers on live stream. You, I know you got people in your life like this too. You have all these assumptions about me, but I'm different. I'm not the person that you think I am. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. So the, first, the second thing he's doing is he's telling them over and against their assumptions. Let me tell you what my real purpose is. Now see, this is when things get a little bit cumbersome. When you have all these assumptions about somebody, and they shift gears on you. And they say, but let me tell you the real deal. Now Maya Angelou would say, when people tell you who they are, what? Believe them. Believe them. Believe them. Believe them. And that sounds real good, doesn't it? I mean, we capture that. We've captured that Maya Angelou uh, phrase real good. When people tell you who, who they are, believe them. But y'all don't. <laughs> I mean. I mean Joy, my purpose is to preach a word. (laughs) You know, I'm preaching it today. My purpose is to preach a word, okay? We say when people tell you who they are, believe it, but we don't. We don't believe it. We hope for better, don't we? Yep, yep. They can change. We, We can get into relationships with, yes. <laughs> we get into relationships with people and say you and you think more of yourself. This is how you bring yourself to it. You know I can change them. Come on, but let, wait, wait, let's let's let's, let's be truth telling. Raise your hands if you've ever thought that. I just want y'all to know there's some real honest people here in this audience today. Real honest people. We we helping to set the people. Darling, you cannot. You must love them. You must love them into their purpose. And I think in a a way this is what Jesus was trying to say to to those who had gathered. You have these assumptions about me, but this is my real purpose. Can you love me? Can you follow me? Can you serve me? Can you let me in your heart if I don't meet your expectations? If I'm beyond your expectations and assumptions about me, can you still be my people? Hmm. Now, now, I promise you, I promise you, this is why some people don't really open up to others. Because they believe if they really sh- allow people in and show them their true purpose, their real selves, that what are people going to do? Reject, Reject. Now. <laughs> How many of you enjoy rejection? (laughs) Ain't nobody. Nobody, let the witness, let let the court know. (laughs) The witnesses here, nobody here has raised their hand. Nobody likes rejection. It's a hard thing to be rejected. But it's a bolder thing to stand up and be your most authentic self. And it's risky, yes. And I promise you, this is why many people are unhappy today, because they do not feel that they can be open and honest about who they are. But Jesus has set this example for us. Jesus has said, look, this is what you think. I'm here to set you free. And look, this is who I am. Yes, I perform miracles. I, you know, I'm going to feed the hungry. I'm going to be here for the people. But in addition to all of that, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. I'm going to make you uncomfortable because I didn't. I know that you have read things about me. I know that you've read about me that I'm the, you know, prince of peace. But no, I have not come to bring peace. But Jesus says, I have come. And right there, he's shifting the paradigm. Mm -hmm. He's trying to shift the expectation of the people. He's trying to signal a pattern of changes to come. You thought this way, but let me tell you what is the actual truth. And he's trying to tell them about the pattern of change that is to come under his leadership under his leadership. He's introducing a fundamentally different approach. And when there is a prevailing framework, Lucille, you understand this. When people have a prevailing framework in their heads, okay, a prevailing understanding of someone or something, shifting to something new is not easy. Shifting away from the prevailing notions the the the, par- the existing paradigm is not an easy thing that's an uncomfortable thing. but Jesus is signaling that you've heard this, but instead I have come I have come okay and it strikes me that Jesus introduces the the need to shift from the prevailing assumptions. He's introducing the need to shift by using the word sword. You think I've come to bring peace? No, I've come here with a sword. He uses this symbolic uh, literary um, framework as a tool to speak about his purpose, not peace, but the sword, and that is hard to digest for some people. Okay? I, I didn't come for peace. I'm bringing, I've come to bring a sword. And this is not, he's not speaking about a literal sword. He's speaking symbolically. So this is symbolism with Jesus. I've not come for peace, but I brought with me division. That's a sword cuts it cuts it divides it tears asunder okay it's and and jesus goes farther and he says you know not only am i bringing this sword but this is what i'm doing this is what is going to happen as a result of my being in this world He's setting aside, he begins to set aside some otherwise, look at what's going to happen, setting aside some otherwise close personal relationships, setting these people one against another. Look, I've come to set a man against his father. I've come to set a daughter against her mother. I have come to set a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household. That's a hard word. You ain't tell me that's not a hard word. It might be easy if you don't like your mama. (laughs) Let that for go. I don't like her anyway. (laughs) You know? It might be easy if you don't like your mother-in-law, (laughs) father-in-law, hey, okay, that's that's fine with me, Jesus. But if you love them, this is when Jesus digs down into it. I'm coming and there's going to be a division. There's going to be some rubbing. There's going to be taking people who are part of your intimate household are going to become foes. That's hard to digest. That's hard. That was hard for me to swallow. I'm very close to my family, you know. And when I read, when I first read that scripture, I was like, hey, this man has got to be off. Got to be off. But live a little. Follow Christ a little. What is Christ saying here? It's not that Christ is saying, look, I'm coming to be a rabble rouser. But what Christ is saying is that following me is not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be easy. And following me may from time to time set tensions between people you love. Why is it gonna set some tensions? Because when you follow the Lord, when you choose to follow Jesus, you are choosing a pathway that is filled with discipline. And there are some things you're gonna take very seriously that people who are maybe very, very close to you, they don't take it as seriously, you know? I, I, when, when I chose to follow the Lord, there were just some things that I had been doing. I hadn't let some people go. They couldn't be my people anymore, Jordan. I love them, you know? But they were not as committed as I was to liberation. When I say no bigotry, I don't, when I say I don't want to deal with bigotry in my space, that means you can't come in my house. You can't come in my house and talk trash about somebody else you know just cast aside an entire race of people you can't do that and some people haven't gotten to that point where they can sit at the table with their relatives and say whoa whoa (laughs) (laughs) you know some people haven't they're, they're still uncomfortable taking that stand but christ said hey if you're gonna follow me this is not gonna be easy you're gonna have to let people know no no we're not gonna sit at this table and talk about transgender women. Come on, say that, Come on, say that. You're not gonna say that. this, you're not coming in my house That's right. and talk about drag shows as being evil and demonic. No, 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 not here. Thank you, Jordan, I'm gonna try. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're not gonna be in my space and talk about Latina women. You're not gonna be in my space and talk about the homeless and say they just need to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. That's not going to fly with me. This is the kind of division, this is the kind of discipline, this is the kind of standard that Christ is calling for us. And I promise you it is not easy. When Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light, he still, there's still a yoke. He didn't say it wouldn't be a burden. It's still a yoke. There's still some, you know, some stuff, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to prepare yourself. You have to root yourself. You have to be prepared for people not to like you because of the, the, the Christian stances that you take. Are you willing to do that? Jesus can be a very deci- divisive personality. And it, I'm, I'm going I'm to finish up soon here. It always amazes me, the way that people try to capture Jesus, and even God, you know, we are very comfortable talking about, you know, Jesus loves everybody, Jesus, you know, Jesus was a man of peace. You know, this is the Jesus that I follow. We don't really stand up and say, you know, Jesus went into the temple and tossed some tables. We're not comfortable with that Jesus, that revolutionary Jesus. Why are we so uncomfortable with the revolutionary Jesus who turns tables, cusses in church, and starts beating folk? (laughs) I mean, that's in the text too, isn't it? That's in the text too. But we want that Jesus that just loves everybody, (laughs) that just accepts everything. That's not the Jesus that we're following. And I think, I think these hard sayings are hard sayings because we too often are uncomfortable being revolutionaries too. We're uncomfortable tossing tables. And I'm gonna tell you something, as a preacher, I think a few well-placed curse words are good for hey, some people. Say that. <laughs> say that. Well-placed, I said that. You all can quote me. Quote me right. Quote me right. Thank you, Rico. Thank you. I'm preaching today. Am I preaching? Yes, I'm trying to preach and set the people free. I think a few well-placed curse words are okay y'all just cringe I don't want you to cringe because in the Bible you see a couple of times with Jesus cusses Peter cusses too okay so everybody knows you are dealing with a cursing preacher so if anybody told you you know I saw I saw Dr. Lyce somewhere and she was going forth she was going forth I found out that the devil that, and I'm speaking spiritually here, the enemy of our souls that troubles us from time to time shows up in people, beautiful people, otherwise beautiful people. And when the enemy of our souls shows up in otherwise beautiful people, sometimes they won't leave you alone till you use some well-placed, cursed words because they understand that language. And you love them anyway. You love them anyway, and you you return to them. Jesus is asking us to be revolutionaries. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing willing to love people as Jesus loved people? And loving people is not loving people without correction from time to time. Jesus is the God beyond our expectations. But first, we must examine our own selves to determine what our expectations of God really are. What are our expectations of God? And I submit to you as I close that I really want us to expect God more of God than being the cliché God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. God is good, but perhaps perhaps the way that we understand good is not nearly as sufficient for the ways that God is good. If God's goodness is only based upon the good things that happen to us, and remember I told you, we see things through our own lens. If God's goodness is only based upon the things that we determine are good, then woe be with us. When something happens in life, as it will, crises will happen and we're tempted to blame God. The problem was we had a bad assumption about God and about Jesus the Christ. Help us, Lord to receive the Jesus who sometimes has said hard things, but in so saying, loves us beyond what we could ever imagine or hope for, hope for. May that be so in our lives. Amen and amen.